If I had a dollar for every time I heard this statement, we've tried everything, but nothing works. Our child will not sleep well. Now, maybe you've said that before yourself. So I thought it would be really helpful in today's video to talk you through what might actually be going on and why you might be struggling so much with making sleep changes. So to start off with, you guys probably know this already, I love to look at sleep as this big giant puzzle. And while individual pieces are important, it's really important to have all the pieces together at once. So things like routines and timing of sleep and um, predictability of how you're gonna respond, having a good sleep environment, those are all really important, but putting all the pieces together is where the magic happens. So let me give you an example. I love white noise. I'm a huge proponent of white noise. If you work with me, it's just a non-negotiable because it has been shown to help all of us fall asleep quicker, connect our sleep cycles quicker, and basically just have better quality of sleep. So I'm a huge, huge fan of white noise. But at the same time, I know that just adding white noise and only changing that is probably not gonna change your bad sleeper into a good sleeper overnight. There's lots of other things that also come into play. And one of the most important pieces of this sleep puzzle that you're probably missing if you feel like you've tried everything is consistency. I cannot express to you how important consistency is and how big of a role it plays in changing your child's sleep habits. Let's take a little walk down memory lane. Do you remember the term intermittent reinforcement? You probably heard of it in like a psychology 101 class, maybe you took in high school. It's a pretty basic psychology term. In the simplest terms, intermittent reinforcement is when we give different responses to the same behavior. Does that sound familiar with your sleep situation? You probably remember the name B.F. Skinner, and he conducted experiments on rats who lived in these little boxes. And inside these boxes that these rats were kept in, they had a lever. And the lever, when they would press it, food pellets would come out. And so the rats learned with time that every time they pressed the lever, a food pellet would come out. So pressing the lever, equals getting food for the rat. Now with intermittent reinforcement, that means that sometimes the rat would press the lever and they would get a food pellet. Sometimes they would press the lever and they would not get a food pellet. And just as an FYI, intermittent reinforcement is not helpful if we're trying to change behaviors because what the rats would do is they would just keep pressing the lever over and over and over and over again because they knew that sometimes it worked. So if they did it and it didn't work right away, they would just keep doing it. All right, so how does this relate to sleep and your child? Stick with me and try not to be offended by my analogy. So we're gonna think of your child as the rat, okay? And pressing the lever is equal to your child crying or protesting, all right? And then that food pellet is equal to you coming in and helping your child to sleep in the way they're used to, whether that's rocking or nursing or laying with, whatever your prop is, um, that is the food pellet for your child. Anytime we try to make sleep changes and we half-heartedly do it, or we jump in but we don't have a clear plan, we're not committed, maybe we're not in agreement with our partner and so we're not doing the same thing, we're not responding in the same way, that is intermittently reinforcing your child 
to continue to cry and protest about the change. And so we're not actually helping them change their behavior. We are kind of getting them stuck in that protesting mode, in pushing the lever over and over and over again. Honestly, this applies to all aspects of parenting. Let me give you an example of maybe the child, the young child that is at the grocery store with their parent. And every time they go to the checkout line, they see a candy bar or a little bag of M&Ms and they get it and they buy it. And every time they get candy. And then one day the parent starts thinking, you know what, this is silly. I don't really like this hole that I've dug myself into where every time we go check out, we have to buy a treat. So today I'm gonna say no. So the parent tells the child, no, sorry, we're not getting any treats today. We're not gonna buy candy this time. And the child freaks out and rightly so. I would be very angry if someone always gave me candy and then suddenly was like, eh, you're cut off. So the child's upset, is protesting, is crying, is having, you know, kind of like a meltdown in the middle of the store. And after a couple minutes of this, the parent is just like, throws their hands up like, all right, fine, we'll just get the candy, buys the candy, go on their way. Then the next time that the family goes to the grocery store, again, the parent starts off, I'm gonna say no, we're not gonna get candy. The child gets upset again, as to be expected, and the parent eventually gives in and gets the candy. And honestly, even if the parent doesn't give in every time, maybe one time they're like, nope, we're sticking it out, we're not getting candy, and they manage to get out of the grocery store without having bought that little bag of M&Ms, the time sprinkled in when they said no and then went back on it have shown their child that they will eventually say yes sometimes. And so the child is just going to keep begging, keep asking, keep crying for it, and keep pressing that lever. In essence, the parents are intermittently reinforcing this behavior and keeping those requests for candy every time they go to the grocery store coming. It just kind of creates a cycle that continues and continues. Bringing it back to sleep, when I hear parents say, we've tried everything and nothing works, the first thing that pops into my head is, okay, but have you tried anything consistently? Or are you just trying all these different things and not sticking with anything for a consistent amount of time? And maybe that's exactly where you've been. You've made the decision to sleep train. Maybe you got through one night or two nights, but then it just wasn't getting magically easier. And so you kind of gave up or you gave in a couple nights and then you tried again and it felt harder. You're not alone. If that's where you are, you are not alone at all. I hear this time and time again. And that is one of the things that makes sleep training so frustrating, that makes child sleep in general so frustrating, is that our consistency as parents is so, so huge. And we're humans. We're not always gonna be perfectly consistent. And especially, we're not gonna be consistent if we feel like we don't know what we're doing, if we don't feel confident in what we're doing. With that, I just wanna encourage you that if you feel stuck in this cycle, it's not that nothing is ever gonna work for your child, but it's that your approach probably needs tweaking and firming up. You need some accountability. You need someone holding your hand a little more through the process. And maybe that is a friend who's been through the sleep training process. Maybe that is your partner. Maybe that is reading blogs online all about sleep training or reading books. Maybe that's working with a professional but it's not that your child is some hopeless case that will never sleep well. It's that we just need to adjust what we're doing to make sure that we are getting all those puzzle pieces together consistently for them to see success.